0: Avi Safra. Today's guest is the operations manager or house mother at the Bait Drawer Shelter for LGBTQ youth in Tel Aviv. A longtime activist in Israel, he has helped young people overcome life-threatening challenges and helped them rebuild family relationships. He'll share insights about his work and his superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show, where we empower you. Avi, thank you so much for joining me for this important conversation. I, it's just a, a thrill to reconnect with you after my visit to Israel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, uh, as as we were, um, as I w- was visiting uh, all kinds of different social impact organizations in Israel, uh, I was most touched by the work that you're doing at at Beit Dror. Uh, c- could you just take a minute and tell the audience about Beit Dror for us? Give us mm-hmm. a little bit of an overview. Uh, Beit
1: uh, the meaning of the name is a house of freedom or home of freedom. And um, it's, the, it's an LGBTQ youth shelter, the only one in the country for minors. There are more for adults or youth, let's say until 25, 26. But for minors from 14 or for any, there's no minimum. And the age is dropping down and we can talk about it later to 18. It's the only one and it's the oldest one. It's already established 21 years ago. And it's the one of the most established uh, entities in Israel. And that, since
0: the only one that deals with uh uh, youth and you've been active in serving this community even before that you 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 go back four decades in this community is that right yes yes and thank you for the compliment
1: i didn't start when i was six No. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I, uh, i i was married i had two children married to a woman um And I came out uh, at the the late 80s. And immediately I became involved in the community. And I've been there ever since. So uh, at some point, and if you're interested, I'll tell you what was the result for that. um, It was decided, okay, we we need this shelter. And uh, I was involved from day one. I've been volunteering there on and off for... 18 years or something like this. And uh, the past five years, I, I work there. The work that I do is not possible to do as a volunteer. It's impossible, you, yeah. need to be, you have to be in, you have to be fully committed to that. And I yeah. I had a big business which I sold and it was time for me. I always did the 10 times, uh, 10 things at once. So not unusual for me to do this as well. Yeah. As I do now, I do <laughs> lots things. of things. Yeah,
0: yeah. D- tell us a little bit about how you have seen the population served over the time that you have s- since you started operations. H- how has that population changed a little bit? There was mm, you explained lot. this during our visit, and I, I was intrigued by this shift yeah. over Look, time.
1: Uh, because we deal with young people. First of all, one should know, to understand the story of this place is that the age of coming out in Israel is dropping rapidly. When we opened, the kids that came in, that were 17, they needed one year of taking, being taken care of. And then they were 18, they will go into the military service and they will go on. There will be adults, they will be treated as adults. Now the age of coming coming out is going down. Some of them are not even 13, which causes a tremendous strain on the system, because now you have to take care of a 13-year-old kid for five years. Before that, there was was no need. And besides the, the age thing, Is the the um, who came in? First came the gays, what we call we call them homosexuals. The kids they came out. They didn't know what's going to happen before the military service. The boys, then came the girls, then came the trans people. Now, strange enough, it's it's difficult even to understand. I was the chairperson of the only LGBTQ organization in the country. There was no such name. It was called the homo lesbian organization. And I haven't met a trans person back then. Now, it's all over the place. A few years ago, I was a co-founder of a trans activist organization, which was one of the two great biggest organizations in the country now. So it's, it's changing. And yeah. there are now majority of what we have are trans kids, boys and girls. Age is dropping, which means we need to take care of them. Okay, they stay with us. What we are going to do? Yeah. And another thing I would say is the layers of society. Now you see a lot of um uh, kids. Now, it's important for your audience to understand. When what we call Charedi, of room as you call it, it's very different from what you call it in the states. It's not the same. What we call Kharedi would be like the satmers like you have them in the states somewhere. It's it's very they're very uh, they involve po- in, in politics. They are very, I would say backwards. And they may excuse me, but yeah. that's what I
0: think they but, are. But these are the or, ultra-Orthodox Jews. But more right? than ultra-Orthodox. I, I, I
1: think, think way more than you are used to in the States.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then
1: another thing is that we have a lot of Arab kids, uh, both from Arab Israelis that are Israeli citizens like me, they are, but they come from Arab communities. They are divided into the Muslim community and the Christian community, which is very different. And then there are the, those who uh, jump the fence and run for their lives from the Palestinian Authority, which is the, another. So it, 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 this never happened 20 years ago. So it's right. now, actually, if you look at the, um, let's say you take a year of what's happening in Bedro, this is what's happening in Israeli society. It's like a magnifying glass on the Israeli society. If I go through the 20 years, this is the development of the Israeli society and the LGBTQ community in it. You can actually learn the history of the communities through this.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, fascinating. It, it, the, the, the way that the racial ethnic tensions overlay on the LGBTQ acceptance issues. I guess th- those those kinds of issues overlay in all communities, but this is uh, different from our perspective, right? As Americans, we, we don't see say, this particular from, perspective, right?
1: acceptance, you say the acceptance perspective, I would say in most cases non-acceptance. Yeah. In, in some uh, very uh, um, um, orthodox uh, conservative uh, communities. And then again, when I say conservative, it's not what you call conservative. Because when you go to a Bedouin village in, 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 the, in the Negev, in the south, some of them, they're Israeli citizens. They're born here. They're always here. They don't speak the language. They are foreign in their own countries by choice in their, in their own country by choice. It's everything. It's, it's, it's very unique in that sense, for better, for worse. In our case, a lot of it is for worse. Some of them, you talk to them about your son is gay. Either they don't understand what it means or they send to the family to kill this this boy. So it's, uh, th- this is what we deal with.
0: It, yeah, in some cases. It, it... But
1: a lot of ca- I have to be optimistic. In a lot of cases, we manage to bridge it. We have a very special um, project in our hostel. It's very unique. We haven't found anything similar to it, not even in the world. Normally, in such establishment, there is a social worker or a psycho- psychologist. To treat the kids while they are there, only the kids. Even with us, we have such a we have a social worker. She is the social worker of the house, but we have another one, and she is family therapist. And we call the families to therapy. And more than thirty five percent of the kids we manage to bring back home through therapy, and in some cases in a very short period that, and we, at the beginning, we said, this will be almost impossible. And they did. And they have to be in therapy in, in their community and we keep in touch. And so there is a change. Yeah. There, there is a change. And they understand if I'm active in the community for so many years, I am severely sick of being optimistic. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's a disease. <laughs> you have to be. Otherwise, yeah. how would you how would you keep going for so many years? But I'm optimistic. The changes sometimes yeah. are, they the very little, very subtle, and it's very difficult to to pinpoint them. But if you wait long enough, you see it happening.
0: Uh, Avi, the uh, the risk to the kids at the shelter there uh, is pretty tangible, pretty real. Um, There was a fairly tragic experience that you shared with us during our visit. Tell us a little bit about about what happened there, just to give people a sense of what we're really talking about.
1: Some Muslim communities believe that they call it honorary killing. You probably heard about it. Honorary. The whole community gets around it that they have to get rid of this problem; otherwise, it will influence everybody in the in the family. Now, first of all, we have to understand that these are huge. They may say my cousin to somebody that you and I in our families don't, never heard of. It's like ten generations away, and they still all combined and obliged by that so we had a kid from a village in the in the north um she came out as a, as a trance she was 15. she was with us we tried to first of all you know in israel where would you hide it is so small it, there's no way you cannot get on the train you know go west where west where would you go it's so so, so small so she was with us and one friday her brothers came from the planet, because they had to drive. It's two and a half hours drive. They, two hours, they, they drove, they wait outside. Now, we are not a closed institute. The, the kids can come and go. You can't block them, That's not, they've done nothing wrong. And um, they stabbed her, they stabbed her badly. And she was saved by one minute. It's a miracle that she was saved. She was, uh, she was uh, injured so badly. Uh, it took two years for us. We went to court, we testified, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They were sentenced, both the brothers. Um, but it, yeah, where would you go? That's the problem. Where would you go with this? kids? We have another one from Bedouin village in, in, in the South. Where would they go? Everywhere yeah. they go, they say, "Oh, that's my cousin. That's somebody from my tribe." That's somebody that has the same family name. Where where would you go? Now, what we do try to do is to try to relocate them abroad. And we have some success in that. Some wonderful kid wanted to be an amazing artist. Amazing. In in took a year and a half. He's relocated. Sometimes they get a new identity and they just disappear. And it's horrible because they're the victim. You know, they run away like they are they're the victims, and um, you know you 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 just cling cling to the successes. and you say, okay, it works. Otherwise, how would you go on? Um, yeah. But I have to say, in, in, among the Jewish communities, they they might say, okay, go away, just go away, and disappear. There will be no killing. There is no in in, in the Jewish Jewish. Uh, it's it's so against halacha that it's. And, I have to say, I never heard of it. Never heard of it happening. Um, but we have some successes, even in ultra-orthodox Jewish, we have a girl, a trans girl with a family it's ultra ultra-orthodox, and they They cooperate with the process, surprisingly. Would it hold? Would it be a long term? I don't know. Yeah, but in this job that we are doing. Yeah. You have to believe in the small changes that you make. And yeah. what happens is that sometimes they come back after two years, five years, 10 years. And they say, wow, well, it saves my life. And, and then uh, that, that's, yeah. what, that's what we do. We, we live yeah. from small successes day by day and day by day.
0: What, what do you see? Uh, give us an example or two of the small successes
1: if they don't speak Hebrew and we teach them. Some of them being LGBT is the smallest of the problems. They come from poverty, they come from neglect, they come from drug abuse, they come from millions of things. Yeah. Sometimes it's very small, small things. Teach them how to take care of their, of their bodies, how to say no, how to how to ask what they need. Sometimes to ask them, do you need anything? And nobody ever asked them because they come from, some of them, they come from a lot of neglect in very problematic families. And um, being LGBT gets on top of everything. It's the icing on everything. Um, the small success is get them to study. Um, the, let's say they do finals, here. their finals after 12 years. You do your, it doesn't exist, I think, in the States. Um, you do the finals um, tests. Mm-hmm. When they're with us, they have to go to school. And, and we are temporary. They, with us, they can stay three months. And then we try to get them to a permanent uh, arrangement because we want them to go to school and we want them to, to it's, it's, we are, right. I would say, we are, we are like ER. Okay, you come, we find out what's, what's with you. You stay three months. Sometimes four or five, but we are not permanent. We tr- we yeah. we avoid intentionally not to turn it into a permanent thing. Um, oh, small successes are. It will be impossible to sometimes that uh, to teach them to eat with a fork and knife.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or all kinds um, of things. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it, it's many. Uh, a, a kid says, "I really, really like to paint." And then give, them, give, give this kid paints and brushes for the yeah. first time in his life. And, and yeah. uh, it's uh, um, how to keep order of stuff, how to keep schedule, how to keep time. That you have to be on time. How to sometimes take care of somebody else. So to, 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 to take in consideration somebody else's needs. It's not easy on them, I have to say.
0: It's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes as you've worked with these kids from uh, challenging family circumstances, uh, you've been able to get the family to begin a formal process of accepting the child back into the home in a safe way for the child. Tell us a little bit about that process and how you monitor it, how you support it, the therapy involved—give us just a little sense of that.
1: First of all, as I said, we have a special uh, a family therapist. She specializes in family treatment. This is a donation we got from a family in the states. They—it's not financed by the state. It's not part of the of the of the structure, which undone, but we do it for a couple of years now, for a few years. And um, the first step we do now, because they are minors, they cannot stay with us without either parents' consent or in some cases that we try to avoid court order. We are not allowed to treat minors of anything. A minor cannot come to me and say, okay, I need these this." That's not possible. And the um okay, so first of all, we try the first three days. With, now we are open 24/7. There's no, it's an open door. When they come, they knock on the door and they're, they're in. Now they know internet, they call, they check before, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So They come in. In the first three days, we try to get the parents' consent. A lot of time we succeed because they understand that the option is that the kid is in the street. It's not a kid that just say no. You have to come home. Sometimes they do, but sometimes it's a matter of the option. Once this uh, consent is received, if there is a danger. If the kid is in danger at home, then we'll go to court through so the welfare system. Each, each child has a welfare advisor, and uh, it will go there. But if not, and it, it's better if it's not, then the parents are invited. A lot of them they say they want to come and see. some of them want to come and see how bad we are. and they turn, but you, you turn my child gay and uh, you, um, what do they call it? Yeah, you turn them gay or something like this. It's your influence. They see you and they want to be like you, or it's a phase, or it's a, it's a fashion now. And everybody on TikTok is gay. So my, my son wants to be gay, etc. Et so they start coming. And then she gets into the picture, our family therapist, and she tries to entice them even come sit down. It happened to you. It's it's a crisis for for a family that, never mind how bad so-called the family is, there's their child, and the child all of a sudden is gone. Look, I'm a parent. My 50-year-old daughter disappears for one one day, and she doesn't call me. I go crazy. So I said, I understand it. I really understand it. So, and then session stopped if it works, and sometimes it works wonders, because it's the first time the fem, some, first, sometimes it's the first time the parents have been in any sort of therapy, nobody asks them how you feel, ever, you know neglect runs in generations, and then if it works, then they to get, do it together with the kids, they would, may do some meetings with the child, with the kids, sometimes without, and there's always the, the, the local social worker where they live, the, the welfare where they live, is also involved, And that's how it works. And a lot of times people just, and parents just accept. The, the thing is to, to show them that we are not the devils they think we are. You know, they think we are, they all, all, all think that we all, okay, we, not that there's anything bad in wearing a dress, but when they look at me and I look just like them, that's how boring. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's not what you see on television because who would make television out of me? There'll be, no, there'll be no. And all of first of all, some of them it doesn't work with some of them, but some of them we even had group parent parents group therapy, and they wrote a paper about it, and it's very unique and they, 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 they published the paper about it. And, and, and you, you see the combination of, of, of the parents in it. Uh, one uh, like high society Israeli with an Arab from uh, some kind of a city with a, with a bad Hebrew, and another one that she's on a Zoom because she cannot get, come out of the village. It's, things happen. The, the, the family therapy is one of the pillars of the house. Because yeah. it's creating something new, and sometimes we fail, and yeah, sometimes the yeah. kids go home and then they come back. I said, no, it's not. It's not how they said it's gonna be. That it's bad, and sometimes you know, teenagers. Anybody who are teenagers knows. Uh, know it. Uh, it can be a pro- problem. And 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 uh, yeah. having uh, the LGBT issue is on top of everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... That's such a great point. Avi, over the decades that you've been working in this community, you've saved countless lives. You've done incredibly good things. Uh, I I admire the work that you're doing, and I'm grateful for it. Um, I wonder, uh, what do you think of as your superpower? My superpower? Yeah. I have none.
1: (laughs) No, what do you think about? I can't stop, <laughs> <It's> No,
0: no <way. laughs> can't. I, I can't stop is a great superpower. It's a great superpower. It's
1: not How? an option, it's not an option. Come back to me, okay. come back to me in 15 years, we'll renegotiate we'll it. <laughs> I, look, um, At first I was not an activist, a so-called straight person. I had a nice career, I'm a designer, but profession, I was a jewelry designer. I had an amazing career. I had a wife. I met at 14. At 20, we got married. We have two wonderful children. Everything was fine. I didn't even know what gay. The first time I heard the word gay, I was a father back then. There was no words. There was no words. I went through all the, all the therapies. I even went into conversion therapy without even knowing that I do it. I didn't yeah. know that at, at that time. And Because somebody said, oh, that's not a problem. Why well, We can... We can do this and this and this, and they will solve it. And that okay, fine. It was, it was look at the 80s, it was so backwards. There was no television here. There was no, I, I didn't, I, I can't even find the words as you see that, to describe it because how yeah. would you make a thought without words? I didn't have the words. Yeah. And then, I went to hell. It took me eight years. And then I decided, okay, I I, I can't live like this. It's impossible. It, it took me years to say, okay, th- that's what it is. You're gay. It's just simply this, you're homosexual. And that's it, no fantasies, no, that, that's what you are. Uh, and it's very difficult. I was with my wife and we had amazing relationship. We loved each other, we still do. It has nothing to do with it, but it was very difficult to, first to explain it to myself and then to explain it to the world that it's even possible. With two children back then, well, yeah. and um, I, a, t- a rabbi turned me into an activist. Divorce court, rab- rabbinate, chief justice. That's strange. <laughs> you ready to laugh your head out? <laughs> I, okay, I went through a horrible divorce. Horrible, horrible. A lot of things that happened then cannot happen today. Yeah. So, in one of the stages, we reach uh, the discussion of custody. And <coughs> it, because I'm a married kind, five months after we separated, I already had a boyfriend. We lived together for 15 years. And we are business partners and we are like brothers ever since. So, we there was a court regarding okay, he's a homo. What about the kids? Okay, I was charged in Rabbinat, you know that in Israel it's a, it's a it's a it's a religious weddings, marriages, and I was charged in in rabbinate court. And then there was a recess and the chief justice, a rabbi, with a beard down to the floor lean to the other and says in Yiddish, I'm from a Sephardic uh, family. He leads to the other and says, well, if he's like this, then he can't see the kids at all. What is the question? Only he didn't count on the fact that I will be the only person that heard it and the only one who understood Yiddish. Don't ask me how, Schwarzer like me, tell me this, <laughs> but I did. I went out from court and I said, They're going on my neck. Because I said, I don't care about anything, but nobody is going to disconnect me from my children. And I became an activist within a week. I had no idea about it. I, I said, no, 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 they're going through it. They will succeed. Then I went to the only organization that was in the country few months later, I was on the board. A few, two years later, I was a chairperson. Then I started going. And then uh, ever since my daughter, she was then 12 or 13. She always say, sometimes she and I go on on, on some kind of meetings and lectures together. We we, we talk with parents. What they're afraid of. Uh, My my grandkids are gonna grow in same-sex marriages. I say, don't ask me, ask her. She was raised like this. And she's a social worker. She's a very successful person. So, and, she, and she talks more and better than me. So she always says, okay, I understand we needed pride parades. Why did they start in our living room? <laughs> so it's, 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 I don't know. It's, uh, it's in my blood. I can't, I can't see myself without it. I always feel I always I'm always on the front. I always take the worst cases because I feel somebody needs to do it, and and it's it's not I cannot sit at home. It's not possible. And if there's one kid, I'll be there. If one kid remains, everybody else is solved, and everybody I'll I'll be there. It's not it's not really an option for me. It's not it's not something I contemplate and I think okay should I do it or shouldn't I do it? Uh, No way.
0: That, that is a, a, an amazing superpower really that 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 passion to just not be able to stop uh your your work your activism but no, no. Th- there are a lot of us who quit a lot of us no, who stop no doing way. the hard no. things how, how, you how would you my mother <laughs> that was <not> an option <laughs> yeah how would you coach someone to keep going when it's hard okay.
1: When you look from far on, on achievement, on charts, okay? From your business, you look at the chart, you'll see a line going like this, right? Oh, there's this and this and that. It's never like that. It's like that. Only many of those. So you only see the jumps, you only see the leaps, but you don't see the small steps that went there, that took us there. And I look at this, I say, every day is one day of achievement, not, not the big success. Sometimes it's just preventing some kind, let's say a kid comes in and leaves within a week. Okay. I said, okay, we gave this kid one week of safety that he wouldn't have had otherwise. Let's stay with that. This child may go in 20 years and say, I remember this week. If you start looking only for the huge successes and the big jumps that you made, it's very frustrating. And another thing, never look for praise from the outside. As I told you, I got, first I got nominated, then I got elected honorary citizen of the city. I was very surprised. What are you talking about? What, me? It, if you look for praise, and if you look for um, honors that are gonna give, be given to you, and then you are bound to fail. Because people have short memory, and they're not interested, and histories, you know, I, I don't like all these stories. Oh, we were so amazing once. I don't care about it. I care what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not sitting here saying, that. let's sit on our laurels and tell everybody how great we are. No, we weren't. We weren't, we were many, we were, we were many things. We were good, we were bad. We did the stupid things we did everything. So it's, um, it's little steps every day and not to be scared about with failures. They're going to be a lot. It's like in business my failures could, could fill the empire state building, but my successes are so much bigger than that. That's all. That's all. Yeah. And, not, and not everybody is gonna like what you have. I always say, let's say somebody in the community wants to put a knife in my back. You know, I deal also with politics, it can happen. No, it's very problematic. My back is full of knives, there's no room to put another one. In. You have to take one out. And that's it. Yeah, if you sit and wait for everybody to love you, and every appreciate what you do, and you're bound to fail. It's yeah. not gonna happen. Besides, three Jews have seven opinions, so it's even worse. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's, a, it's I don't know, it's it, it's it's anything. I, I like the creativity, I like to think about it and Make it happen and see and say, wow. And then what I like most is when I think about something and make it happen. And after five years, somebody comes and tells me about it. Okay, I'll tell you a story. I was co-founder together with a partner of Ma'avarim. Ma'avarim is an amazing trans organization in Israel. It's amazing what we did there. A couple of years later, I, I was a chairperson for five years. And then I said, okay, organization should be on its own. Not that I hold it or everybody. I, I like the rotating door. You come in, go yeah. out. Don't sit yourself on the, on the chair. And then there was a demonstration in the city for some reason. A kid wearing margarine shirt, t-shirt. And I, of course, gave a second glance. He saw it. And he came to me and said, I saw that you looked at it. You want me to tell you what it is? I'd love to. I was so happy that hes, he's just oblivious to anything. He just wants to tell me about maverim, and he didn't know who I am. And this is my—I I went home like on ninth cloud. Really, this is the success. He doesn't know any other uh, reality. He, this is yeah. the reality they know. He said, oh, "The stories I can, I can keep you here for a hundred hours."
0: and I would enjoy it I would enjoy it well Avi thank you so much for taking the time to share your life's work with us it's just uh, amazing to hear some of the stories to appreciate the good work you're doing the lives you're saving and touching and helping Um, before we wrap up would you just take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about your work and how they can connect with you personally
1: yes Um, look I'm easy to find to be found connect to any LGBT uh, LGBT organization in Israel, and ask for Avi Sofer, A-V-I, and then S-O-F-F-E-R, you'll find me. I have a Facebook page. Again, Avi Sofer, you see my amazing portraits there, and you can find me. I'm easy to find because I'm all over the place. I, I don't run a lot of social medias uh, I, I don't know, I don't have time for that. But uh, I, I really, I, I would love anybody, any activist, anyone, any, anybody that wants to hear about what we are doing here, anybody on a different issue, whatever, I, if I can help, um, please feel free to do it.
0: All righty. Well, thank Avi, you again. for having me.
1: Thank you. Thank it's you.
0: Thank you for, for joining us. We wish you every thank success you. in your continued efforts to save lives and help kids. Thank you very much. Alrighty, let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show, twice each week. We host change makers who share their impact, insights and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers number 4 good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good as an ebook, audiobook, paperback or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer interested in having me speak to your company organization or association visit devinthorpe.com then let's talk now keep using your superpowers for good together we can reverse climate change improve global health and eradicate poverty